Hi, family. My name is Carlin. I'm the host of the podcast, I'm My Sister's Keeper. I'm My Sister's Keeper was created so that women would have a safe space to discuss everyday issues that affect our well-being while keeping shit real raw and uncut. So this evening, I'm going to talk about something that I haven't really spoke about with anyone in such a long time. Uh, I did have a conversation with my friend the other day, uh, but outside of that, I've never really spoke about this much. And this episode falls under the Chronicles of Carla, right? So I remember, and I'm going to use... I'm not going to use my friend's actual name. I'll call him Miles. Okay. So we were all attending Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City. And there was a guy. And I think he was like the, the hall monitor. I think at one point. But anyway, he was fabulous. Well-dressed. Kind. Generous. Just a real salt of the earth person. Well-dressed. Did I say he was well-dressed? And um, I'm going to make a long story short. And um, I remember we would always hang out together. So it was a group of five or six of us. And if you saw one, you saw all of us because we were really tight. And we were always at his place. Now, we lived in the dorms and, you know, there's some folks that had kitchenettes and these are the rooms with kitchens or you lived in a regular dorm room. And so when I first got to FIT, I stayed in a regular dorm. Um, But after my first year, then I moved to a kitchenette so I could cook. Okay. And, um, Miles would invite us to his room and his room was almost like a penthouse apartment on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. He was just fabulous, but he was older than us. He was a tad bit older, but he was fabulous. And he would cook a full blown meal on a Sunday. We would be so blown away by his sense of fashion and his sense of style and the elegance about him. It was just, he was just a fabulous human being. Now, one evening, myself and Miles and another young lady, we were hanging out in Manhattan and, or in, I don't know, maybe 14th Street, We ended up in a movie theater and that particular evening we were bundled up. Myself and the other young lady was bundled up, but he was trying to be fabulous and he didn't have a lot of clothes on. He just had like a, maybe like a leather jacket, right? But it was snowing. It had started to snow, but before it started to snow, it was a little wet and damp. And when we got inside the movie theater, he was really sick. Now he was fine before we got in the movie theater, but as soon as that water hit him, He got real sick and he turned red in his nose. And I said, wow. But I know, I mean, when you get, when you get damp and you, and you're in damp clothing, it doesn't help. I get it. But he was really sick 
And I said, okay, we need to get the hell out of here because you don't look well. And he was like, no, no, we paid money. Let's let's wait until the movie's over. And I don't remember what the hell we watched, but we stayed until the movie was over. And um, it wasn't long after that that he was rushed to emergency because he got really sick. And so he went to emergency and he stayed there for a while. And when he got out, um, he, you know, went home to rest. Now, my friend's mom um, was a nurse. And I don't, I, I'm assuming that she went over to the apartment just to check on him. Because remember, we were all really close. And I remember after she left from visiting him and making sure he was okay, she called her son and told him that he had HIV. And she put two and two together because of the prescriptions and the medicines that he had uh, that she that was in, in, in his place. And so my friend then told me, but I was sworn to secrecy and I never said anything. But then he went and told the other members of our group. Right. And I never opened my mouth and they never said anything to me either. So we all knew, but no one said anything. Fast forward. We end up in Brooklyn. It's mid afternoon. We're near the cheese. What is it? Juniors cheesecake or uh, what is it? juniors yeah in Brooklyn and we're in this taxi and he begins trying to bite people now mind you he's on the left hand side of the taxi in the back we're in the back seat I'm on the right hand side and there's about four or five of us piled up in his damn taxi and all of a sudden, he's trying to bite people. Now, they had been drinking. I don't know why I wasn't drinking either. But we, we weren't drinking in the taxi. We had left wherever we were coming from. Um, we were drunk before. Well, they were drunk before they got into the taxi. Right. And uh, he started to try to bite people. And I remember telling the taxi driver, sir, please pull over. Please let us out because I can't take this foolishness. I don't know what's happening here. And he was still trying to bite people. When we got out of the taxi, he went one way. I think I went another way. And the other group went a, a, another way because I just couldn't take it. I was like, this was really unnecessary. Um, so he was he was doing better. He was OK. He was well. Then one night, I'm hanging out with my friends in Brooklyn in an apartment, and Miles is there. And I'm like, hey, it's really nice to see you. What's going on? But he really didn't have much to say to me because he kept running in and out, in and out, in and out. And I said, and he would say, hey, you want something from the store? I'll bring you something from the store. And after the first time, and I gave him a list of what I wanted from the store, I didn't need anything else from the store. But he kept running in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. So the person who lived in the apartment who had stepped out said to me, how many times did Miles walk in and out of this apartment? I said, probably 20 times in the last half an hour. 
And he's starting to get on my damn nerves. What is going on? And he didn't say anything to me that evening. It wasn't until a few days later that my friend told me that he smokes crack now. And I was like, excuse me? The reason why he was running in and out of the apartment in Brooklyn all night was because he was selling his clothes. (laughs) And... Uh, you know, it's crazy because he kept leaving in and out, in and out. I remember the first two times I watched him like, you know, well, the first time he said he was going to the store, so I didn't watch him. And the second time he said he had forgot something, he was going back. I was like, okay, that happens. I do it all the time. But after the third and fourth time, I was like, I don't know what's going on. It, this is crazy. He was taking clothes and rolling them up and putting them underneath his shirt or jacket. And he was selling them to the crack dealers. <laughs> And he would get to crack and come back and smoke in the bathroom. And I'm so naive. I don't know what's going on. Do you know how dangerous that is? I don't know what's going on. So anyway. After that time, I hadn't seen him for quite a while. And I remember I was in the corridors at FIT. I was on my way to class or a lab or something like that. And I had stopped and bought a really cute salad. And I was going to take it to class or lab or wherever the hell I was going. And as I approached the door, the doors open and guess who it is on the opposite side of the door? It's Miles. And I said, oh, my God. Hey, what you doing? Where you going? And the first thing that came out of his mouth was, I need some money. I said, excuse me? I need some money. I said, I'm not giving you any money, but if you're hungry, you can have my salad. If you're hungry, we can go and buy some food, but I'm not giving you no money. I don't want food. I don't want that shit. I want, I need some money. I said, well, you won't get it from me. And he just looked at me. And he said, I need some money. I said, I'm not giving you any money. And he just walked away. That was the last time I saw my friend. That was the last time I saw him. So uh, his parents had came to get him. They came and got him. And, um, you know, his mom had really nursed him back to health. But from what I hear, he had went home and was still using drugs. I don't know how long he lived, um, you know, before he passed away, um, but he went home and his mom was nursing him back to health. I know that we wrote a couple of times, but then, you know, we just lost track of each other and, um, he's no longer here. Really, really sad because he was a fantastic human being. Um, so I, I pray that he is fabulously (laughs) resting in peace. Yeah. 
so interesting because I hadn't really spoke about this in years with anyone, but I spoke to my friend the other day and I was like, do you remember when you guys dragged me the hell out of my house to go to that hospital to go see Miles? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, do you realize that we were in a supply closet in the basement? And he said, Carla, oh my God, you're right. He said, I was so stressed out about going to see Miles that I I didn't even, my mind, I could only think about one thing. I said, well, I know that we were in a supply closet because there were no windows. The room was oddly shaped. There was no ventilation. <laughs> there were no supplies to keep anything clean. They were just thrown in that room like trash. And Miles' roommate said, they don't care about us. They don't come and check on us. They leave our food outside the door. They don't even come and clean. Um, Miles had fluid in his lungs. And the roommate, I don't remember what the gentleman's name was. He said, I'm the one that changes his bag. They don't even, they don't do any of this. They don't touch us. They'll leave the supplies that I need for his bag outside the door. They don't touch us. Wow. Speechless. I was speechless then. And I'm still speechless now. Because why would you, I mean, we're all human beings, right? How could you treat someone that way? But I know it was the height of HIV and no one really knew. And But still, it was just, it was a lot. It was, I'll never forget that. I will never forget that. And so I don't know if there were other people there that had HIV, but, you know, I'm thinking now maybe they were in the room across the hall from us. Hell. You, who, we would know. And so what happens if you didn't have family to come and visit you? You would just rot in the, oh my God. I don't know. When I think about it, it makes me sick to my stomach. Because I can close my eyes and go back to that room. I remember the space. The I remember all of it. Because remember, before I left the house, I just, I had a game plan. And my game plan was, I know you don't want to go to the hospital. But just look for windows and count the cars. Because that'll keep you sane. Keep your mind busy. Keep your mind busy. Look at the windows. When you get to a window, make sure you look outside. Because you're looking. You're going to count the cars. (laughs) Go up and down the street. So needless to say, that didn't happen because there were no windows. But I remember the detail to that room like it was yesterday. Yeah. Sad, right? Sad story. But it's the truth. Um, Carla's Chronicle. It's the truth. Really, it's the truth. I lived through that um, horrible time. And my friend just... I don't know. I don't. I guess he just 
kind of gave up on life. I don't know. I never spoke to him about the drug use. And to be honest, I don't think that he would have sat down and talked to me about it either because we used to look up to him. And I don't think he wanted us to see him that way, but he had no choice because he didn't have anything. He didn't have a job. He wasn't staying in the dorms anymore. You know, his life was so different. So. I don't know. Um, But anyway. (laughs) Ladies, I'm sure you all can relate to this. I often feel like as soon as I hit the ground in the morning, I'm racing to get my to-do list complete. However, As you guys are aware, there's never enough time in a day to be a mother, a sister, girlfriend, a daughter, a wife, and the list goes on and on. But let me fill you in on my little secret. So before I leave my house in the morning, I'm drinking these green shots from a company called Magic Mind. Okay? Now listen, since I've been utilizing this product, I feel more level-headed, which works on my behalf because I can see the difference in my level of productivity and I no longer feel stressed out and overwhelmed. I can now manage the day, whereas before the day was managing me. This drink has several natural ingredients. However, the drink that resonates the most with me is ashwagandha. And ashwagandha helps reduce stress and anxiety. Listen, if this product works for me, why not try it out for yourself? It's a total game changer. And guess what? If you try it and you don't like it, Magic Mind is one of the few companies with a 100% money back guarantee. No questions asked. I'm telling you. My friends and family are hooked. They love how they feel after they drink the little green shot. Now listen, there's a website that you need to utilize to purchase the Magic Mind. And then I also have a code. Okay. And well, my code is S-I-S-T-A-S-S-2-0, but don't worry about it. I will make sure I leave the website and my code in the description to this episode. So don't worry about it. Everything that you need will be at your fingertips, okay? And for a limited time, you can get 56 percent off your first subscription and 20 percent off a one-time purchase with my unique discount code so once again let me tell you don't worry about writing anything now i got you i'm gonna have the website and my discount code in the descriptions to this episode okay if you guys have any additional questions please feel free to send an email to I'm my sister's keeper, the number two at gmail.com and a member of the team will respond back to you within 72 hours. Okay. So I hope you guys have a fantastic day and I'll speak to you soon. Love you. Bye.